This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Orlando Franklin in for Harry today. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Brother Orlando Franklin, we have heard enough about each other. It's about time we get together to do this afternoon get-down thing. What's going on this Thursday, my man? Man, I'm so excited to be here today, Freddie. I've heard so much about you, and I just tweeted it out. All I'm lies, sitting, by the way. All yeah. lies. All, what people have told all, you, all lies. Really? <laughs> it's, it's been nothing but great things, though. Oh, then it's, it's true, then. I, yeah. I paid those people well, then. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think exactly. You know, I think you, you, the, every month, that check being a little lighter, uh-huh. it, it makes sense because they're saying great things about you out here on, on these streets. Yeah, I got to talk to my account about paying these people. Let's put it that way. <laughs> they got to stop paying them that much money to talk good about me as far as that goes. And it gets to the ears of Orlando Frank. But, yeah, I mean, so much that we have to discuss, especially the NFL weekend. We still got all that fallout from the Damian Lillard trade. But before we get to all of that, we got to get to the tooth meter here. With Orlando Franklin and Freddie Cohen, part of Freddie and Harry, we bring in Shannon Penn. Now, I'm not saying we were eavesdropping, but we were eavesdropping. He was having a conversation about he's about to have a procedure, same-day procedure. A little maintenance, a, a little, little care, you know, right. a little touch-up here and there. Absolutely. You know, the, the early prevention is the best kind of prevention Absolutely, to make sure, guys. no doubt about that. And so we're all paying attention. Orlando's going about his business. I'm getting ready. Devin King's doing this. Mark Morales, Eminem is doing that. And also we hear Shannon Penn. Yeah, I weigh 208 pounds, but I carry it well. We heard that even Dev was like, wait, what? And Orlando goes, what did he just say? <laughs> well, Freddie, I'm going to tell you right now, the reason why I reacted that way, because uh-huh. I'm 6'6". Six, six. I, yes, I lost 100 pounds, and I weigh 225. Uh-huh. And I think that I carry it really oh! well. You certainly do. No <laughs> so, doubt. No doubt. I was just like, Excuse okay. Me. Okay, Shannon, how well are you really carrying this 208 now? Yeah, that's what we want to know. That's what we have to find out these things. There's certain elements that we have to find out and that we can decipher and basically tear apart when it comes to Shannon Penn or anybody else. I'm just glad somebody else, Orlando, is doing that to somebody else that's doing it to me because I'm always catching these straights and these guys that I work with each and every day. Hey, that makes it fun, though. You got to be able for, to joke around, right? For who? Uh, are they just on you all the time or is it just you're catching like one two a week one two a day or is it like you're catching a bunch of strays each and every day yes okay it's all of the above yes y'all gotta get off my man freddy then man see now now i got a six foot six (laughs) 225 pound enforcer to get people to back up off of me that's all I care about. That's I'm, all I care about. See, Orlando's I'm, an offensive lineman by trade, so it's really natural for him. Look sure. at that. Yeah, he, 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 he pancakes Shannon hey, Penn into a corner. Hey, I am a man of the people. I, I am a protector. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And it's good to have somebody who's six foot six, 225 pounds, who can protect us by anything that he wants to when it comes to Orlando Franklin. By the way, you can tune into us anytime you want. Be a part of the Freddie Harry Nation or Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Don't forget ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or picking on Shannon Penn and Freddie Coleman without a delicious taste and ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. There's plenty of things we need to get to, but it's always about the main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. We got NFL football tonight, the Green Bay Packers versus the Detroit Lions, and we're going to find out a lot about both of these teams to kick off NFL Week 4. But Orlando, one game I got circled. 
one o'clock Eastern time. All those jumping off the bus, diving on the table, crazies known as Bills Mafia. They're going to be ready and waiting as the Buffalo Bills will host the Miami Dolphins. That Dolphins offense, they've been white hot since the beginning of the season. I think they just scored again versus the Denver Broncos team that you know pretty well after playing in the NFL for more than a minute. But I know from the Buffalo Bills, I'm hearing on this 70-burger talk, the 726-yard talk, I'm thinking, y'all ain't played our defense yet, which has been pretty white hot since the beginning of the NFL season. Yeah, no, absolutely. If I'm a part of this Bills organization, yeah, you could talk everything that you want, but come Sunday, 1 p.m., you know, it's going down. We're, we're going to see what the Dolphins are really about. Um, you look at that Denver team. That Denver team is nothing like this Buffalo Bills team, so I don't think that the score is going to be anywhere near what we just saw. But it's, it's good bulletin board material for Coach McDermott in that locker room for sure. How did you handle that when you played in the NFL where a team is getting all that attention – they're getting all that love. Everybody's getting what I like to call the attaboy, attaboy, well done. They're getting all the pats on the back and everything. And meanwhile, your team is over there going, you know, they got to play us. How, how did a player like you handle that, whether you played in college or University of Miami or when you played in the National Football League? See, Freddie, now I'm a little different because all with right. all, when all else fails, I was going to be as physical as possible. Okay. I was going to go out there and take a man's will. Like I was going to make you concede. So – this is the perfect type of game for, for a guy like me. Okay. Because I know that you got to see me for four quarters. You mm-hmm. got to see me from whistle to whistle. And at the end of it, I promise you, you're going <laughs> to feel me. You're going to understand <laughs> that you played against me. And then we'll see what the score says at the end of this thing. Because football is a team sport. But I was going to beat up the person that was in front of me for sure. It's funny you mention that because Tua Tungabailoa, he's been clean like Sunday mm. church kind of clean. You get the new suit. You get the wingtip shoes. You got the nice walrus hat going on. That's how clean Tua Tungabailoa has been so far for Miami. But he also clearly understands it's not going to be that easy on Sunday. Yeah, no, I beat these guys. That's 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 how I see it. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. We got to beat these guys. They're they're the next team up. Because he's going to get hit in the mouth. He's going to get dirtied up. I want to see exactly how he handles that on Sunday. This is the best defense he's went against so far. You know, you look at what they just did to the Broncos defense last week. There's a reason why they did that. They don't got players. The Broncos lack the depth. Then you also look at the Patriots game. You, you look at the, the Chargers game. Those are the teams that Miami has played right now. Buffalo gives them the best matchup or the best, it, the toughest matchup that they've faced all season. Buffalo right. can generate pressure with four. They could blitz. They could now have zone pressures or man pressures. So I think this is where the big test is for Tua Tungabailoa. Does he take the next step? Is he able to stay clean throughout the whole entire game this week because the Bills Mafia is coming? Yeah, one of the things about Tua Tungabailoa, and I give him a lot of credit because I'm sure that he probably was sick and tired of hearing about, are you going to stay healthy? Can you stay healthy? Will you stay healthy? If you can't stay healthy, do the Dolphins need to go and get another quarterback? I'm sure he was really tired and sick and sick and tired of hearing that conversation. But I give him a lot of credit that once the season got started, he's kind of put that in the corner. People bring it up. Look, it's not about that. It's about what we're doing as an offense, what we've been able to do as an offense, the kind of points we've been able to score with our running game as well with our passing game. So he's been the forefront of that. But the Buffalo Bills on the other side, they are ready for him, especially when it comes to our next guest, who is one of the terrific defensive ends that does not get enough credit for how terrific he's been. He is A.J. Epinesa, does a great job Buffalo Bills defensive end. He joins us here on Freddie and Harry with Freddie Coleman and Orlando Franklin on ESPN Radio. A.J., before we get to talk about you, what your success has been on the defensive side, somebody who works here named Christine Lisi, 
She is part of Bills Mafia. She is a major Buffalo Bills fan. AJ, she has a message for you. Hey, AJ, this is Christine Lisi, huge Bills fan and proud member of Bills Mafia. Thanks for coming on with my guys, Freddie and Harry, today. Go, Bills. And oh, by the way, squish the fish this weekend. AJ, when you hear stuff like that from <laughs> Bills Mafia, how does that make you feel, my man? Oh, uh, no, they're the best, man. They get you going. They bring the juice. And uh, you can feel the support from everywhere out here. AJ, when you look at, you know, just coming off, when you look at going into the season, all the, the hype that's been surrounding all these other teams, you know, you look at the Jets, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Chiefs, just to name a few, where are the Buffalo Bills at when you guys are, you know, seeing everything that's going on on TV? Do you guys feel disrespected at all? Or, or how do you guys feel with all the hype surrounding all these other teams? Um, you know, we face that each and every week with with um, with playing so many talented opponents, you know. So that'll be something that always pops up. Um, I feel like team people are always going to look down on us for something, and that's, I just feel like that's how it's always been my entire career, which, whatever school or whatever team I'm a part of. So that's nothing foreign to us as a team, and uh, we like to take that as a challenge, you know. Give them something to talk about is really really what our mindset goes goes to from there. So um, we really want to let our business talk on Sundays and, and – um, and not worry about too much about what everybody's saying. You mentioned that in terms of being disrespected. You graduated from Iowa. A lot of people did not give you the love. You finally get that pick six. I'm watching that game, AJ, and I'm thinking, Sam Howell, don't do it, Sam. Don't do it, Sam. And then the next thing you know, you get the body here and you go the other way. What has it been like for you being a part of an organization that they take players like you, undervalued, underrated, and make them better when they get to the Buffalo Bills? Um, you know, that's just part of the process in mind, you know, like, uh, if you're not working to get better than what you're really doing. So, um, being here with a certain staff and certain personnel that we have, it, um, it just increases the ability to do that. Um, having such a supportive coaching staff, such supportive veterans around me and teammates, um, that really gives you the ability to, to up your game each and every day, each and every week. Um, and it gives you a chance to improve so that you can establish yourself and make a name for yourself in this league. AJ, you just kind of touched on it, that play, that last week, you know, big game, you get a pick six. Uh, what's going through your mind when you're getting a pick six and you're running that thing back? Yeah. Um, in the moment, I honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, no way. Uh, I just caught this. I'm about to run it back to the house. And that was all that was going through my head. Was As soon as I caught it, it's like, I can't let anybody talk to me. I got to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got to make it. And uh, – I seen I had a couple blockers, um, and that was that was that was all the help I needed to get going. So um, I appreciate those guys hustling and getting out in front of me, helping me out a little bit to make my job a little easier. Great stuff by AJ Epinesa, Bills defensive end, joining Freddie Coleman, Orlando Franklin on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. One thing I love about this defense, they've been white hot all year long. It could be very easy to say we let one get away against the New York Jets Monday night. Nobody talked about that, AJ. Nobody mentioned about Josh Allen this and Josh Allen that. It was like, look, those things happen. When you're part of an organization like that, when you're part of a team like that, how much do you take that into this game this weekend to say, yeah, that happened week one. We know that's not going to happen the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's a matter of us you know, being mature, being grown, um, and being professionals in our business when it comes to um, acknowledging what had happened, acknowledging what we did wrong, and then taking the next step and the correct step to fix it. So these past few weeks have all been about, um, you know, just hammering down what we do fundamentally, making sure that we are on our P's and Q's, dotting our I's, crossing our T's, and just 
um, being as fundamentally and technically sound as we can so that we leave no doubt, you know. So that, that's what we do, um, and that's what we try to harness is just those, fundament, those fundamentals, those little things, because those are the things that drive, uh, drive you to get Ws. AJ, you're getting ready to play against the Miami Dolphins this week. You saw what they did. I'm sure you're watching film and, and taking notes. Um, how much extra motivation is it to play a team that is competing for the AFC East? But also, you know, defensively, what do you guys think about your defense and the identity of as far as where you guys are at right now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to playing a, a very talented opponent like these guys this week, um, like I said before, it just matter. Like you know, when I said dot your eyes and cross your T's, that's what it's all about this week. There's such a um, a high-powered offense with different motions, different different uh, route combinations, different all kinds of things they do just to try to confuse your defense or get you to hesitate for just even the slightest moment. So um, and that goes back on us, just making sure we're on it. So whenever they do whatever they do, um, that we're ready to respond. And so. Um, they're obviously a very talented team, and so that's what um, we have this week to prepare um, to make sure we're on it so that we can be ready for them. Why did you have to wear Penn State gear this weekend? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, I, can I steal the story and let you finish it off, AJ? For, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I would play Penn State this weekend. It did not end well for A.J. Espinosa's school when it comes to Iowa. So there are three teammates who shall remain nameless, Ryan Bates, Connor McGovern, and Daquan Jones, along with Bill's equipment assistant coach, Austin Scoble, all with the Penn State. A.J. makes a bet. Iowa doesn't win. And A.J., take it from there. Why did you have to wear Penn State gear? So the reason I had to put all that Penn State gear on is because of the game. And everyone tried to compliment me, say I look good in Penn State gear, said everything was good. I didn't want to hear none of it. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to wear – I had ended up having to wear it to meetings and everything for the whole day. So as soon as we were out of that last meeting, you already knew I was was running to the locker room, took it off, changed into my Hawkeye gear. Did did you burn it? (laughs) Did you burn it? Yeah, did you burn the gear? I debated. I thought about it, but I, I just gave it back. I threw it at him. I take this back. I don't want this. Oh, man. Hey, AJ, man, keep doing your thing, my man. It's going to be an out-of-sight match at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Your Buffalo Bills host the Miami Dolphins. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. You take care and be well, my friend. Will do. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. AJ Epinesa, man, he gets so much credit. Now he's starting to get that. Had a pick six, had a sack, best game of his NFL career. And Sam Howell, you got to realize, hey, Sam Howell, Washington, when a dude six 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 seven. It's hard to throw the ball over that guy's head. Sam Howell tried it, and it did not end well for him as Buffalo beat the fool out of Washington over the weekend. These guys are getting more and more athletic as the days go on, Freddie. I mean, it's unbelievable what you've seen some of these defensive ends, outside linebackers or linebackers do. I mean, those guys are the, the mismatch central out right. there. And you look at a guy like AJ, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Your body's not supposed to be able to, to go up there and tip it and bat it down or, or catch it, uh-huh. you know. But these guys are just getting more and more just freakish. I'm happy I'm retired. I'm happy I don't play in the NFL no more. These guys are balling. <laughs> Orlando Franklin and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Who is the toughest guy that you had to deal with? Because I start to notice this kind of sea change with guys being more athletic, whether they play defensive end, linebacker, started to see that about maybe 10, 12 years ago where they could be these hybrid guys. They could be these Swiss Army Knife guys where you didn't have to take guys off the field in passing situations. They're not just run-specific or pass-specific. 
What was the toughest guy you had to deal with? You said to yourself, man, this is going to be a long 60 minutes with this dude. Mm. Uh, going against guys every single day, I'd say Von Miller, D-Ware. You know, those guys got me prepared and made me sleep easier on a Saturday night. Didn't really matter who I was going up against. Okay. But in-game scenarios, I would say Richard Seymour and um, Justin Houston. Those okay. guys – Bigger, thicker guys, but could absolutely fly off the line of scrimmage. Got they have the explosive ability, but they have the power to to now go speed to power. Right. You know when you go into a game and you know a guy's hey, you know what this guy's a little bit smaller. All I got to do is get my hands on him. Mm-hmm. You kind of take that away from him and just lock him up on the line of scrimmage. But when a guy has the the quickness, but then also could go to power and just make you look foolish out there and bull you to the ground. Now you're staying up late at night. Now you, that's when you're calling coach on the cell phone. You know, it's 1 a.m. And you're like, hey, w- you know, can we make sure we got some three-step drops in there so I can cut, you know? <laughs> One of the things about that, and that's what we're going to see on Sunday. That's why I highlighted that game, Miami versus Buffalo, because people talk about the speed of the game and the speed of the Miami offense. I've mentioned they got a 4 by 100 team, and not just the wide receivers. They got guys in the backfield that if they're even, they're leaving. If they get the ball in their hands or when they get the ball in their hands. But Buffalo's pretty speedy and long and athletic on defense. And that zone defense that they play, it's not going to be as easy with Tua Tungvalu to go to the line of scrimmage, see one-on-one matchup, and figure it out. They're going to play with his eyes. They're going to play with his mind. And I can't wait to see exactly how he has to try to overcome that. If they're not able to run the ball effectively, how he deals Orlando being in second and long and third and long, even though Von Miller's not there. They can still get pressure when it comes to this Buffalo Bills defense. And I keep an eye on Ed Oliver, a guy in the middle of that defense that can bring that pressure to the middle. If he's able to do that, it could be a little bit of a long afternoon for that Miami offense trying to get that cranked up. Yeah, no doubt. You know, Ed Oliver, I expect a big game from him, especially with Miami just being a little bit weaker on the interior with their guards and center. So for me, you know, the thing, when I cut the tape on and look at the Buffalo Bills defense, it's a sound defense. Yes, they like to live in that zone world, but they generate pressure by just rushing four, Mm -hmm. right? They're able to run pick stunts games up front without the line of scrimmage and now, you know, bump off an offensive lineman to create pressure. And now when you're able to drop seven every single play, if that's what you want to do, okay, Tyreek Hill, where are you? You're, you're, you're definitely going to get safety over the top help. You know, we're going to bracket coverage. You're going to use our sidelines to our advantage. And, you know, Coach McDermott has done a heck of a job out there with Buffalo just being that defensive mind and what he has turned that team into because I, it's just a very sound defense. Not a lot of holes, not a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So Miami's going to have to continue doing what they do in order to find success. And that's a lot of window dressing. That's a lot of guys going back across the motion on the line of scrimmage after you snap the ball in order to, you know, buy a guy's eyes for a split second. AJ was just on. He talked about hesitating for a second. Right. You know, because when you do have that four by one, you know, track team, (laughs) that's all they need is that split second. But this is the most interesting game by far this weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, Mike McDowell, the Dolphins head coach, says this C-word chemistry is going to be the key to beating the Buffalo Bills. If you need to be motivated for a game like this, check your pulse or maybe consider uh, a career adjustment. It is quite literally one of my favorite types of football games because with that offense they have and how good they are and the defense and how good they are, you can't overcome that teamwork that they have with individuals. So it'll be it'll be fun to to teams that really want to have no business leaving that stadium with a loss. Orlando, real quick, who is the most approved in this game in your opinion? Is it Buffalo or Miami? 
I think it's Miami, especially with just what happened last week. Miami's on a, they're on a pedestal, right? Everybody thinks that they're at the top of, of the mountain. Right. But if you watch football, you could understand that they went up against a weaker opponent, a lot weaker of opponent. <laughs> so now it's good versus good. It's individual. It is going to be a bloodbath out there. I think the team that is able to get to 30 runs this game, okay. you know, call it up, design runs, the team that gets to 30, and is efficient, that's four yards a pop, that's the team that wins this football game this weekend. Let us know who has the most approved this weekend in the NFL. What team, what coach, what player. We want to hear from you at triple eight say espn 888-729-3776. Join the conversation. The Freddie and Harry hotline, part of the Dr. Pepper call on the line. Who has the most approved on this NFL weekend that starts tonight with Detroit taking on Green Bay? Like I mentioned, could be a team, coach, player, game, whatever. 888-729-3776. We'll take a list of what you have to say in 15 minutes on Freddie and Harry. You got my man Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. But in the NBA, in case you missed it, Damian Lillard got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, part of a three-team trade to get out of Portland. Now the Bucks have him to join Giannis Antetokounmpo. Does that mean Giannis is going to stay when his contract is up in about two years? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. He's Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us in Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget about us by telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So does this mean that Giannis may look at the Milwaukee Bucks a little bit differently? Because 14 days ago, Orlando Franklin, he said, I want to make sure I'm on a team that has a chance to win. I want to make sure I'm on a team that has a chance to compete for a championship. And if that's not going to be the case here in Milwaukee, I will think about leaving when it's all said and done. Now he's got that piece, Orlando Franklin. He's got Damian Lillard. The Bucks will let it be known. Hey, you wanted it. You asked for it. We got it. I wonder how much of this could flip it in Giannis's mind and say, you know what? I can stay here now because I got an organization that will acquiesce to my every whim when I want something to compete for a championship every year. Oh, absolutely, Freddie. I'm right there with you. I'm going to use four D words for you. Okay. Dame, you already said it. Damian Lillard, right? You got him. He's there. That's one of the, that's going to be one of the best duos in the NBA, in my opinion. But then I also want to use develop. Now you get an opportunity to develop your young guys, right? And then I want to go to destination because okay. I know a lot of people are going to be knocking at Milwaukee's door saying, I want to go play with those two superstars. Okay. I like what you guys are developing out there. Okay. And my last D word for you is dynasty. 
because I believe that this team comes out of the East. Okay. It comes out of the East for the next couple years. Okay. You got them better than Boston, even though Boston's got Christoph Porzingis and they still got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Robert Williams III if he can stay healthy. You got Milwaukee over Boston, huh? Yes, and the reason why I got it is because the type of players that Giannis is and Dame has been, right? You look at Dame's 11-year career, seven, seven years, all-star, all-NBA player. Never once sat there and said, man, I, I want to run out the door. I don't mm-hmm. want to be here, right? Stayed loyal to the core, tried to figure it out, put it on the front office, put it on the city saying, let's go and get this thing. They made a they made an appearance in, in the conference title. Mm-hmm. He was able to take that team. Right. And I think when you match that with a guy like Giannis – a guy that's been loyal as well, has been all about basketball, developing and getting better. I think that this is going to be a match made in heaven, okay. but also I, I don't see this thing not working like we've seen the previous super teams not work. Why do you think the super teams, in your opinion, why do you think this one, because you piqued my interest on this one, my curiosity, why do you think this potential super team in Milwaukee has a lot better fairing than what we saw in Brooklyn, what we saw in Philadelphia with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Why do you think this, this match, this, this, this monster.com between Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to succeed where all the others failed? Built, not bought, baby. You know, you look at Dame, he was trying to build something out there in Portland. You look at Giannis, Giannis built something out there in Milwaukee and they won a championship because of it. I think both these individuals are going to have the utmost respect for each other. And with that, we're going to see the benefit of it on the basketball court. It's not going to be kind of like what we've seen when you throw Kyrie and throw KD together where Mm -hmm. Kyrie gets a turn, KD gets a turn. Or, you know, you throw KD out there with Devin Booker and Chris Paul and what we saw with the Phoenix Suns a couple months ago where everybody gets a turn. Okay. I think they're going to naturally create an offense where everybody on that offense gets to touch the ball every single possession. They're going to be looking out there to play team basketball. And when you play team basketball and that's how the playbook is designed, it's easier now to hustle back there on defense and go get that stop. It's easy to you know hold your head down, Freddie, right. when you know uh, KD gets a turn and KD just missed the three-pointer. Well, you might be a little pissed off if you're D-book in a situation like that, mm-hmm. right? So I just think that these guys are going to bounce really well off of – each other because of what they have done in the league and the fact that they've showed that they're not selfish individuals. Orlando Franklin and Harry Douglas joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We have Mark J. Spears, Anscape senior NBA writer on the show yesterday, and he answered the question, now that Damian Lillard is in Milwaukee, how much of that means that Giannis Antetokounmpo is not going to have his eyes looking elsewhere? I mean, it should help, right? Because all you could ask for is, you know, the ability to have a chance to win it all. And they did that. You could make an argument that this team is better than the one that won it. And so now I think that's the big reason why the Bucks didn't make that power move was to convince him otherwise. I think it's really hard to leave now, right? I mean, they could offer the most money. But you you got a top 75 point guard, a guy that's actually, you know, more accomplished other than winning the championship. You know, he's just as accomplished as you, if not more, because of his years in the league. Then if Middleton's your number three, then that's a heck of a number three, right? Give Milwaukee a lot of credit. They didn't try to bargain basement odd job lot to help out Giannis. They went Tiffany with this move to get Damian Mm. Lillard because all those years that Damian Lillard was in Portland – the common narrative was we can't get guys to come play with him. Or we tried to make some trades, and they tried to pitch and patch, and they tried to do a bargain basement bin kind of situation. Milwaukee said, bump that. How much is Tiffany's? How much is that necklace that I want to get? That's how much it is? 
I'm going to go get that. They let it be known to Giannis, we're not going to continue to just go out there and hope. We're not going to put you in the same situation with LeBron James the first time he was in Cleveland. The Cavaliers tried that whole pitch and patch method. Instead of getting the right bananas, they got the brown bananas, like Zajunas Ilgauskas and Larry Hughes and guys like that. The fact that he got that organization to win NBA Finals was a minor miracle, what LeBron James was able to do. But at a certain point, he says, in modern NBA, there's no way this is going to be sustainable for me winning a championship. I have to go elsewhere. He went to Miami, and then Orlando goes back to Cleveland. Kyrie's already there, for better or for worse. They enticed Kevin Love, and now he had a squad that you could build around and win a championship. Milwaukee let it be known to Giannis. We're not going to have you go through the same thing that Damian Lillard went through for 11 years in Portland or what LeBron went through the first time in Cleveland. They walked into Tiffany's, and they did not want the free sample. They wanted the biggest necklace on the, on the whole thing on the side, and they said, that's what we're going to get. If that does not convince Giannis anything else, then Giannis does not want to stay there long-term anyway. And I like how they did it, right, Freddie? They didn't wait. They could have drugged this thing out. Oh, you know what? Let's Absolutely. See what happens uh, with the Dame trade and we'll mm-hmm. be in on the next one. No, Giannis, you just said that two weeks ago. We're going to show you how important we are, you are to us and, you know, how much we love you with this organization. So I think that also speaks. And, and if there was any type of static or friction with the GM and the organization with Giannis because of how quick Milwaukee went and got that Tiffany's, went out there and went shopping and said, you know, we're going to drop the bag because of how quick it is. I think Giannis is saying, okay. This, this organization saying they want to win championships. Right. They're, they're going to give me what I need. Right. They're not going to just worry about competing or hoping and wishing and think that's going to be a plan. When you got a superstar that is committed to you, like Giannis, who has flat out said, I don't want to leave here, but don't force my hand. Don't allow me to look at that and say, okay, they're happy just winning that first championship in 50 years. They think that they're good. You are not going to do to me what Green Bay did to Aaron Rodgers. You're not just going to have anybody play next to me. And, oh, Giannis will make it work. We'll be fine. Giannis like, oh, 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 oh. everybody else is making moves to compete with the Denver Nuggets. What are you guys going to do? And Milwaukee said, we'll see you, Giannis, because we don't want you to leave either. We want you to stay right here. We don't want you to think about going anywhere else. And they went out and got Damian Lillard. Plenty of other places have done this. Milwaukee said we're not going to be left behind to make sure our superstar is going to be happy and giving him a guy that we know is going to be a baller next to a guy that many people believe is the best player in the NBA when it comes to Giannis. Yeah, absolutely. One of the better players in the NBA, top five for sure, maybe top three depending on who you talk to. But for me, it is all about the fact of understanding that the players do have the power. Milwaukee understands that. So with Giannis coming out and saying what he said and saying that he's not happy and all these different things, you do understand that if he wants to force his way out, mm-hmm. ultimately he will force his way out. Right. Let's not, you know, play poke the bear in a situation like that. <laughs> Let's go compete right now. Let's get this thing done. So when, you know, that thing came, when it all came out yesterday, for me, I, I had to give that a standing ovation because Milwaukee acted and they said, you know what, you're the most important thing to us, Giannis, so we're going to make sure that you stay fat and happy. You know, yeah. <laughs> here's the money that you need, here's whatever you need, but we're going to keep you here in Milwaukee. By the way, Giannis Antetokounmpo on his contract, he has this year, he's going to make over $45 million. Next year, he's going to make over $48 million, and then he has a player option in 2025-2026 for over $51 million become, before he, be, he can become an unrestricted free agent. In 2026, he can look at Damian Lillard, whose contract length is about the same as his, and say, yep, we can build on this. And to your point, Orlando, all of a sudden, Milwaukee can be a potential destination. But free agents that say, yeah, I'll pair with those two, 
I'll take my chance against everybody else because those two guys are still in the prime of their lives when it comes to the NBA and Giannis and Damian Lillard now together in Milwaukee. It's going to be interesting in the NBA. Season gets started less than a month away. But we're still in NFL mode here on Freddie and Harry. Got my man Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at OFranklin74. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. We want you to join the conversation right now. Who has the most to prove in week four? Let us know at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, which is more of a proving mechanism that they need to find out about? That red zone offense? or no Trayvon Diggs in their secondary. We'll get to that because that's what we do when we prove it on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Got my man Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I'm going to ask Orlando Franklin, and he can have as many options as he wants to. It's prove it weekend in the NFL when it comes to week four. It could be a coach, could be a team, could be a player, but in his mind, you're going to find out who has the most to prove in the NFL this weekend, and I might have a little bit of a zinger too just because, you know, Freddie Coleman, that's what Freddie Coleman does. But what about you at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Kendall in Ohio, who has the most to prove this weekend in the NFL and why? I say uh, it's the Cowboys. Because uh, that red zone defense and then um, also their offense as well. You, we can have this conversation, Orlando, every week about the Cowboys. Mm. But Kendall is spot on about the red zone offense. They are 6 of 15 scoring touchdowns in the red zone this season, 40% conversion rate, 27th in the NFL. They were just 1 of 5 in the red zone and they lost the Arizona Cardinals. People talk about Trevon Diggs not being there in the secondary they were able to hide that because they got that kind of pressure, even though they could not stop the run. But that's more concerning to me, the red zone offense of the Cowboys, more than losing Trayvon Diggs in the secondary for Dallas. Oh, 100%, Freddie. Because um, it shows you that there was no adjustments made. You got down there a bunch of times this past week, right? So you're moving the football. Dak's having success. But all of a sudden, you get to the red zone, and you go one for five on the day. So you're not able to make adjustments during the game you're not able to prepare your players well enough going into the game, even with sitting there and watching the Arizona Cardinals for the last couple, the two games before that of the regular season. So you know what they're running down there. You know how they're trying to attack you down there, and yet you weren't able to find success. So I look at a team like Dallas that the last couple years, and, you know, they want to push – you know, Kellen Moore on the sword and say, you're the reason why we lost in the playoffs to the 49ers the last couple of years. Uh Well, Coach McCarthy, what are you doing now? How are you going to find success? You have a veteran quarterback with a veteran offensive line. Remember, Dallas pays those big boys now. Yes, they do. You know, Tyron Smith playing right tackle for that football team. Zach Martin, he wants to hold out. So they're supposed to be able to run the football, throw the football at will, and they're not finding success. So for me, Dallas is right up there. That, Dallas is like my 1B. Okay. You know, that, that's my 1B. Who's your 1A? My 1A is the Denver Broncos. <laughs> it, it has to be the Denver Broncos. You went and gave up a first-round pick for the coach. The right. coach came out the booth, right, and had a year to study football. You're not finding no success. You've lost to Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. You were outcoached. You lost to the Washington Commanders. You were outcoached. You, you let Washington put 35 up last week. And Washington, what, did they get the double digits this no, past week, they, Freddie? They, 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 they got single. They got three. Mm-hmm. They got three mm-hmm. singles, and that was it. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So a team that loses by, by, by 50 points, that gets 70 put up on them, there's a lot of different things that you could point, a lot of different things that you could point the finger at. But you look at this defense and how good this defense was last year. Right. They didn't make a lot of changes, right? And now they're saying, hey, Vance Joseph, you got to coach these guys up. But the Dolphins hung 70 on you but this past week. So all that being said, and I still haven't mentioned the elephant in the room, and that's Russell Wilson at the quarterback position. Wasn't his fault last week, though. I don't think it's been Russell Wilson's fault at all this year. I think Russ is playing a lot better than last year. But here's the problem when you look at Denver. They got a number one wide receiver in Cortland Sutton that honestly should be either the number three or number four on that football team. Right. You got to play these young boys, the Marvin Mims Jr., the Brandon Johnson, the you know Jerry Judy. You got to allow these young guys to stress the heck out of a defense in order to find success. But those big boys up front – can't have Russell Wilson running for his life every other play or, you know, one of these running backs missing a guy in the hole every other play as well. He's Orlando Franklin for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Jason, Illinois, thanks for hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. Jason, who has the most approved in the NFL this weekend and why? Well, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, so – I'm thinking it's got to be Daniel Jones, right? He got paid $45 million to win games like this. He's already got smashed by the Cowboys and the 49ers, and Daniel Jones can't afford to lose this game. I think uh, if he loses this game, it's gonna, the Giants fans are going to just hate the fact that that general manager gave him $45 million for no reason. And speaking of Giants fans, Devin Kane, Shannon Penn, you heard what Jason Illinois had to say about your Giants. What you guys got to say about that? What he had to say? I kind of agree, kind of not. I mean, listen, Good setup. what I'll say in a similar way to what Orlando was saying about Russell Wilson, I don't think these losses this year have been necessarily on Daniel Jones. Um, he, for four of the – for most of these games, he's been not without his left tackle, franchise left tackle, Andrew Thomas. Right. Saquon Barkley, who is – I think Giants fans are realizing way more part of the offense than they – you know, because mm-hmm. he's not there. He hasn't been there either. And the defense has been not very good. So I think it's – I think it's everything, but then again, you did pay him to win the games when you, you're yep. technically not supposed to win. He hasn't done that yet. Yeah, yeah. Shannon Penn, what do you got to say? Oh, are you in agreement with Devin? I agree wholeheartedly with Devin said. Thank you, Devin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't punk up quick enough when it comes to that. Here's something along those lines with Daniel Jones. I think the New York Giants are expecting a guy that may not be able to do it. That has nothing to do with the money, Orlando. Getting $82 million in guaranteed money this year and next year. Maybe they're expecting this guy to be something he can't be. Because if you're going to face everybody when it comes to the facts and place all that at his feet to be that elite quarterback by getting him more weapons, who's to say that he is going to be able to live up to that or be the quarterback that they think they're going to be or that they, he should be with that money he's going to get guaranteed over the next couple of years? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Freddie. You know, they thought that Daniel Jones was going to be the boat, the, the tide that raises all boats, but they're Absolutely. realizing that it's Saquon. Saquon is the tide that raises all boats. And if he's not there out there on the football field, you are going to struggle. When I look at a guy like Daniel Jones, yeah, he can make all the throws, but I questioned his process. Does he see it fast enough? Yeah. And, you know, your coach Dabo last year, you said, 
we are fine with giving the ball to 26 as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We are fine, whether it's the running game or the passing game, find a way to get it to Saquon. Well, Saquon's banged up now. So what do you do now? Can your quarterback, you know, go out there and find success? I don't think they have the right receiver room. I don't think they have the right tight end room for Daniel Jones in order for him to find success. And if Saquon can't go, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and the, he's not on there. Yeah, and the Seahawks defense has gotten better ever since week one, losing to Los Angeles Rams. Keep those calls coming. We have a chance to hear you say in about 15 minutes. Which team, which end of this NFL week has the most approved? We'll take your phone calls in 15 minutes at 888-729-3776. Orlando Franklin in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry. Who is the best bet for this week that could put some money in your pocket by Monday? That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.